Welcome to Leading with a Braveheart, a podcast that helps professional women build the confidence to lead with their hearts, to lead with confidence and compassion. I'm Michelle Johns, and my mission is to help you find yourself and stop fixing yourself. I'm so happy that you're here. Now, on to the show. Hello, welcome in to the episode to find out how to know what type of leader you need to be so that you can get the best out of your team. Now, when it comes to leadership, we're all different. Leadership fits everyone differently, if you like. Think about the best leaders you have seen. They're not all the same. You may consider someone to be a good leader because they care about you and and, and the people around them. Another leader may be known for communicating effectively or having presence or perhaps for always having the team's back, if you like. Even think of the worst manager you had. There's always something unique about them that they did well or not so well, but everyone's unique. So in leadership, it is important to know yourself and what your leadership style is, what you, your uniqueness is, what is the unique thing that you can do? Also, what is your preference to how you would like to lead your team? Now, whether you like to cheer people on and encourage them, or perhaps you enjoy teaching people, perhaps you like to empower people and see them grow and be autonomous. Whatever it is, you have a potential preference or you have a preferred style. Maybe you will like to nurture people and you have that natural style of sort of nurturing others and collaborating with others as well. Now, none of these preferences are better than the other, but they are all needed at some point in time when you lead a team. So if you know what your preferences are, it's the starting point to how you will find yourself leaning towards in your management of people. And therefore, it may influence who in your team gets more attention, meaning who in your team has their needs fulfilled the most. They're going to be the people that align with the style that you like to apply. So that's a really good awareness to know that potentially you like some people in your team because they respond to your style better than others. But it doesn't mean that other people um, don't aren't relevant or or are not likable or not coachable or not um, leading, not able to be led, if you like. So this is why finding out your own style is only the first step to leading a team. Because not all people want to be led the same way and not all situations require the same style of leadership. And in fact, each situation may require you as a leader to adjust or adapt, kind of be flexible and be able to switch up what approach you're taking. But This isn't about being someone else. Think of it more as a tool, if you like, a tool to how you would lead people. So what you want to do 
is once you know kind of what your preference is, is be curious about what your team need, what each team member needs from you to be the best they can be. Now, it may be, what do my team need from me so the work gets done? And when you first get into a leadership role, it could be, what do they need from me to actually listen to what I have to say? Because I hear that a lot from people. I can't get my team to do what I need them to do. I can't get my team to listen to me. So maybe listen to them first and find out what they need from you so that they will listen or will um, do what needs to be done in the team. And this this base that I'm talking about where people aren't listening to you, that's very normal when you first start in a leadership role. So no problem if that's going on for you. Maybe you'll get something from this episode as well. Now, what you want to do to move through this phase of people not listening or people not taking, um, getting the work done is to move through this quickly. So I'm going to give you some tips here of how you can understand what they need. So a quick method to find out what they need from you is to ask yourself two questions about each team member. Firstly, how willing is your team member to overcome, conquer, do the thing they need to do or um, approach the situation they're in? And the second question is how able are they to overcome, do the task or be in the situation they're in? So one is about their willingness or their uh, motivation, if you like. And the other one is about their capability, their skills. Do they have the skills to do this particular task? Sometimes we give people things to do, expecting them to work it out, but they may not have the skills or know where to start to get the skills. And the other one is about how willing they are. So sometimes we find the admin task, nobody's willing. So that's where an approach to that situation can be very helpful when people are not motivated to do something. And sometimes the motivation piece is um, related to something else. It's just not something that really lights them up. Someone else might be motivated to do that particular task, but this particular team member may not. You ask these two questions and think about how they are in their everyday work life, and then you ask it about each situation they're in. So let's go through some of the ways that you might uh, approach each of these different um, answers to these questions. So firstly, if you've got a team member who has low capability, but really motivated to do something, this team member probably has little or no experience, but is very enthusiastic and wants to learn. So you have an opportunity for them to want to learn from you. They're likely to be quite confident and um, need from you to listen um, and ask them questions, but they'll also need to be encouraged and get in and collaborate with, with you, like with you to collaborate with them because they haven't done this before. Now, you may have a team member who has still got low capability, but also low motivation. Now, this team member will need you to explain things, redirect them when they're heading down the wrong path, 
and they need encouragement and they also need that sort of reward and pat on the back and praises for the things they are doing. So this is someone who may be inexperienced but also maybe they're frustrated at the moment or they're overwhelmed because there's so much to do and you can shift that motivation by helping them feel less overwhelmed or less frustrated so that's where you apply all those different styles to that particular uh, team member now then you've got a team member who is highly capable but has low motivation now this team member doesn't need you to direct them they're highly capable but sometimes we see this team member we just see the low motivation and we think we need to direct them but just check in are they just someone who's been in the company for a long time they know what they're doing they're just over it or they've been doing this so long they're just oh here's another manager coming along so be careful with this one to not um, ask questions first and make sure that you haven't I guess put them into a box of not capable and not motivated. They may be capable. So maybe um, ask some questions of this team member that you're thinking about when you see the low motivation to double check their skill level. So when you do have a team member, you've recognized they've got high capability, but they're not motivated. This team member is going to need you to cheer them on, ask them questions, facilitate conversations. Perhaps some of their frustrations or their lack of motivation is because they're not getting traction from other teams and they need some support. They want to be listened to. Um, They'll need encouragement and want your collaboration on ideas, not necessarily um, get in and do the work for them or direct them if you like, but they have the skills. They're just lacking the confidence potentially the confidence or um, like I said before they're, they're just over it so they want some encouragement but they don't need direction this type of employee now we then have the highly capable and highly um, motivated person and this team member is going to need you to empower them provide them with all the resources they need trust them and just affirm them if you like and also challenge them to do more that's what they need from you if your natural style is that you like to teach people and you teach try this approach of teaching someone who's highly capable and highly motivated you may end up with an employee who then suddenly becomes unmotivated or demotivated because they are looking to be empowered so this is someone who you would delegate things to and or give them an outline of something and then they would come back to you with the answer or they'd get it done and they don't need to be checked over the shoulder every five minutes because that will demotivate them. The problem with being a first-time leader, if you haven't had the experience and you haven't sort of found your preference or your style of leadership, you may find you go to this mode of directing people because you're not used to delegating yet. So this is another one that can get you um, undone as a first-time leader or it can be quite stressful because you, why isn't person taking direction from me? But they're highly capable. They don't need direction. They just need you to empower them. Maybe you need something from them to understand what they do to sort of build that trust, but they need you to trust them and so on. So you may be thinking about your team now and thinking what each 
of those team members' needs from you. But the point here is that, is that the team members may need different things from you in different situations they're in. For example, you may have a team member who's highly capable and highly motivated who you can delegate tasks to. But if a new project comes along or a new task that your team needs to do comes along and you give that to them, um, you may need a different approach because they haven't been doing this task before. So they will be highly willing perhaps, but not capable in this situation. And then you'll need to give them more direction. Um, You'll need to maybe correct them and things like that to help them as they first learn this task. So this is a situation where if you prefer to just empower people, that might be your style and you have staff like that. And one day you give them a new task to do, if you don't help them with that task or use a more directive approach, then you may end up, um, they may not deliver as they normally do. And I've had this come up in my career where I had someone like this in my team, highly capable, highly motivated. I could leave everything to them. And I remember one day um, working with them and I'd given them a task to do. And it wasn't coming back. It wasn't done. And I wondered why. Well, what happened here? Everything else gets done. And this is a really exciting project. And it was because this person had never done that before and they needed something different from me as a leader. So they're just some little things to be mindful of that. Now, you may be saying, hey, Michelle, if I need to change who I am and move away from my preference, then aren't I not being myself? Because you often hear me saying, don't change who you are, just be you. So another way to think about what I'm talking about here is to think about this in terms of what is leadership and what is management, being a people manager. Now, although organizations don't like to use the word manager as much in their job descriptions, they tend to use leader. When we talk about adapting to your team, we're talking about the management part of your job, the people management process how to support your team to get the work done. In contrast to being a leader, being a leader in the true sense of the word isn't a job. It's not what you do. It's how you show up, who you are being. So I just wanted to make that distinction and also to help you with the practical side of people management in this podcast episode. Now, I'll go into a bit more on this in other episodes if I hear that people would like to hear more about how you sort of adapt and what skills you need and so on and what does it actually mean, and I will create another episode on that. So hopefully, this has helped you to think about the process of leading people, managing a team, and look outwards to understand what your team need from you in any situation you're faced with. So some homework for you this week. Firstly, Be aware of your team members in different situations and what they may need from you. Do they need some direction? Do they need cheering on? Do they need hands-on support? Or do they need the autonomy to be left to get something done themselves? Now, I also have a quiz for you that you can take to find out your leadership preference. And if you haven't taken the quiz, um, before from me, then I'll leave the link in the show notes and you can do that then. So that's it. Uh, Have an awesome day and I'll catch you next time.